everybody, and welcome back to the Steal the Day podcast. I am your host, Taylor Steele, and I'm with Kiara Ward. She is seriously amazing. You guys are going to love her. We're talking today about mindfulness, meditation, and yoga, and what that means for you and your life and how you can implement it. So without further ado, Kiara, hello. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Uh I know. Thank you so much for being here. I'm just so excited. And you have so much knowledge that you can share with all of us about yoga and meditation and mindfulness. So tell us a little bit more about you because I know a little bit about you, but tell everybody (laughs) else about you. Yeah. Oh, you're so nice. Okay. So I'm Kiara Ward and um, I grew up in Southern California, which is actually where I met Taylor. Um, Yeah was a great experience. Loved that. <laughs> the very little we got to know each other when we were in high school was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. I just graduated in July from BYU-Idaho with my bachelor's degree in dance. And so my main job is I'm a children's dance teacher, which I love. And um, then I also this year started a business teaching private virtual yoga and meditation sessions. And that's kind of through my wellness business, Kiara Ward Wellness, which is also my Instagram handle. If you are interested in following me, it's at Kiara Ward Wellness. Yeah, y'all better follow her. (laughs) K-I-A-R-A is how you spell Kiara. And then Ward and Wellness are pretty normal. But (laughs) (laughs) Always got to clarify. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I have that right now. And then I'm also working on my health coach certification through ACE, the American Council on Exercise. So I can add that into my business eventually. So I love dance and yoga and sunshine and the beach. And I like working out a lot and making yummy food, spending time with my husband, watching Netflix. So my Instagram and everything is just kind of like a culmination of my life with that. It's a little bit of yoga, a little bit of finding balance in your life, a little bit of just finding ways to work wellness into your life. Which is so needed because, which we'll get into more in this episode, but I feel like we always have these weird, wild expectations for ourselves that it's all or nothing. And it's really not. And you are so good at teaching that. And I also just love that you're like, hey, you know, these are all the things that I'm interested in. And they all kind of fall under the same umbrella, but they're all different ways that we can be more mindful and have exercise in our life. So I think it's great. I think that that's important because, I mean, as we'll talk more about later, I feel like we put these expectations on ourselves that we have to like find one thing to be good at and that's your thing. And like you grew up in Southern California and you know, like people start doing something when they're four and they do it their whole life, but then they get to high school or college and they get burnt out and they don't want to do it anymore. And then it's just like, shoot, what do I do now? Yeah. So I finally was able to find this realization of like, you know, I like a little bit of everything and that's more normal, you know, like that's, we follow fitness influencers and stuff and they have one thing. And then that shows me in my mind, like, Oh, I should be having one thing to focus on in my life. But that's just like, not realistic at all. <laughs> at all. Not at all. And yeah. I think such an important concept is that like life isn't all or nothing. 
Um, right. With some things it is, right? But, and you can't have like one foot in, one foot out. But I also yeah, think it's like, like marriage. Right. <laughs> but like, like you, you, can't get, you can't go cheating on your husband one day and come home the next day. Okay. We, right. we ain't about right. that. Um, but what we are about though is widening our horizon and really thinking about like, okay, like I'm going to do hit one day and then I'm going to do yoga the next. And it's completely okay. Like you don't have to do one thing and one thing only. Right. And, um, I think we become very narrow-minded and it's not healthy in my opinion. I think it's totally think agree. It's good to be like really good at something. And I think that's totally fine. But I think when we put these unrealistic expectations on ourselves, we let ourselves down a lot more. And, oh, I totally agree. And I don't think that's fair to ourselves. We we need to give ourselves more credit. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a little taste of what we'll get into today. But as an icebreaker question, like I always do, what's your least favorite and your favorite food? So I love food in general. <laughs> so there's not a lot of foods that I don't like. You're not alone. But yeah, but I think like two things I thought of when I was thinking about this was like foods that I try and every time I'm like, no, is like coleslaw and macaroni salad. Every time. Sorry, go ahead. I'm appalled because I love (laughs) this food. It's so good. No, well, every time I try it, I think I'm going to love it. And then I always put too much on my plate and I always end up giving it to my husband or throwing it away because it's just not my thing, I guess. That's so funny. Cause I'm like totally of the opinion that I'm like, if it has mayo, I'm like there. And those <laughs> have mayo and a lot of it. So. Yeah. I wonder if that's it is that I'm just like not a huge mayo person. Like I like mayo way more than Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip. Oh, yeah. Do you want to gag? I know. Same. Like gross. But like, even when I put it on a sandwich, I put like the least amount of as possible, you know? <laughs> yeah, anyway. Totally. I totally something to think about (laughs) yeah something to consider (laughs) for sure and then what are your favorites so um lately I've been craving and like literally dreaming about in and out and Chipotle because we don't have them in Rexburg and I just crave them I know literally (laughs) I was driving home from the mall today and I was like telling Ethan oh my gosh, I wish there was a Chipotle because that would be the perfect dinner for me right now. And he's just like, well, you're just going to have to live without it. And I just, I'm appalled. I just think it's completely unfair. He doesn't get it either, but. Yeah, my husband doesn't like it, which sucks. Did he have Cafe Rio first? No, he just doesn't like Chipotle. He thinks it's bland. He thinks it has no flavor. What the heck? actually so I know what because I have this theory that if you try Cafe Rio first you don't like Chipotle Mm. and so far I've your husband's the only one that I've heard of that that's not the case really yeah he he had Chipotle and then he had Cafe Rio he likes the concept of Chipotle that like you don't like cut your burrito you like eat it with your hands yeah And I am of that opinion as well. I'm like, if you're going to eat a burrito, freaking eat it with your hands. What are you doing cutting it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's just not a fan. <laughs> yeah. So anyways. That's so crazy. I digress. But. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Like, I could talk about Chipotle for hours. Same. Hours. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of listeners could also uh, relate to both of us. So we're in good company. It's not right. <laughs> And to all of you that don't like Chipotle, I'm sorry. <laughs> R.I.P. Try the salad. 
True. Their salad dressing is so good. It is very good. Very, very good. Well, you know what also is good? Yoga. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Tell us all about why you started yoga and why you continue to do yoga. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I never really considered myself like a yogi. Uh, The times that I had tried yoga, like before college, I felt like it was either like too slow or too hard. And I just like wasn't really into it. Um, but then I eventually kind of started trying new things, um, because I, I have depression and anxiety and I was kind of looking for some relief and that's, you know, when you Google it, that's always a suggestion. (laughs) So I did yoga with Adrian videos on YouTube, which is like, I feel like almost everyone and their mom has tried yoga with Adrian, you know? Yeah. And then um, eventually started going to a yoga studio. And then one of my dance professors is like a super yogi and figured out how like she could use some of the hours that she was teaching us anatomy and um, teaching philosophies and stuff and use that towards the 200 hour yoga certification. Um, So I was already taking all those classes and then I decided to do the 200 hour certification excuse me (laughs) did the intensive um and I I started the process so I could be more marketable as a dance teacher but then in learning more about the philosophies of yoga and that yoga is like so much more than the asanas or the poses just made me fall in love with it and it made me feel like it was so much more accessible Mm -hmm. yeah and I think a lot of us who aren't really like understanding of yoga think that it is all about the poses but as we dive into this podcast you'll learn that yoga is really so much more than that and just I it was so eye-opening for me when we had a conversation previous to this that wow like yoga is just so much more than what we make it out to be Um, so you mentioned that uh, well you haven't mentioned it yet but you mentioned to me in the past that there's like eight areas of yoga or like limbs of yoga that you guys go by or that people like, I guess, follow kind of like the 10 commandments. So what are those things? Right. So because yoga is like this ancient philosophy, um, there's like so much to it, but like one of the basic things that we learn about in yoga training is the eight limbs of yoga. And so, um, let me pull this up because I don't want to mess it up. No, you're good. Okay. So the eight limbs of yoga, it, uh, the point of these like eight steps, I guess, is to lead to pure bliss. Samadhi is what it's called. Pure bliss, union, whatever you want to call it. I'm sure it doesn't directly translate into English, but you get the general idea. Yeah. And so these eight steps are what move you to that state of stillness, pure bliss, et cetera. So um, first is the yamas and niyamas. That's the first two steps, which are disciplines um, such as uh, ahimsa, nonviolence, uh, santosha, contentment, tapas, which is like self-discipline, like heat, adding self-discipline to your life. And there's 
you know, there's 10 of those. So it's like the 10 commandments of yoga kind of is like the one way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so, so interesting. Like yeah. I, I just, and I never knew that. So I'm sure a lot of yeah. people that are listening don't know that either. And it makes me think about like why so many people around the world do it and why it's just so, I guess, healthy for us because like it incorporates like all of these things that whether or not you're religious, like good things, like none, none of those things are bad things for your mental health, your physical health, like nothing. Like there was something that I read one time and, um, don't call me on it. Okay. Cause I don't, I don't know exactly what it was, (laughs) but, um, it was something about how people who are lonely, specifically older generations who are lonely and who, um, are not like positive who are very negative actually have a higher chance of having congestive heart failure. Uh, my husband did a research project on it and it was really, really interesting. And so those limbs of yoga to me are like, wow, that could literally save so many people because heart failure is actually a disease that's preventable and is the number one cause of death in, in Americans actually. So it's crazy. Right. And I think, yeah, yeah, there's so much to be said about that. That's super interesting. That's super interesting. So I think it's cool that they have these yamas and niyamas first. Like, first, it's like, okay, get your life right and then do everything else, you know, which is like not, it's like fix the inside before we fix the outside, which I feel like is so not how we think of it in America or in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, we think like, if I fix my outside, I'll be fixed inside. Like if I get in shape, I'll be happy. Or if I, you know, look nice, I'll feel nice, which like there are parts to that that are true. But just like listening to previous episodes of your podcast, knowing that like you need to love yourself before you do any of this stuff. Of course. Before you try to change yourself, you need to love yourself where you are. Mm-hmm. I think that that's basically what this is saying. Yeah. Is fix your life and be working on these things. You don't need to be perfect, but like be working on yourself before you move into everything else. So yeah, that's like the baseline. Amen. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then come the asanas or the posture. So what we think of as yoga poses are probably only like 100, 200 years old, if that. Like what we think of as yoga here in America, you know, the skinny white rich woman and her Lululemons and going to a yoga studio every day, like (laughs) is not yoga, like in the whole sense of the word. Yoga means to yoke. So whether that's yoking yourself to stillness, to a divine power, to your inner being, whatever it means to yoke. So that was kind of a sidetrack, but you get it. So so yamas and niyamas and then asanas, Mm -hmm. which are the poses. Then comes pranayama, which is breath control. So uh, a lot of times when you go to a yoga class, you'll do like a breath practice. Mm -hmm. And the point of that is to um, kind of focus inward, focus on your breath. Then comes pratyahara, which is withdrawal of the senses. So that's, you know, you close your eyes, you go inward. Then dharana, which is concentration. 
then dhyana, which is meditative absorption, so meditation, mm -hmm. and then comes samadhi, which is the union, the bliss, mm -hmm. exaltation, however you want to say it, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I love that because I think I told you, um, but I'll tell everybody else, I, I had this experience with my mother-in-law. And we had just done two really, really hard workout class. Well, we did um, a boxing class and then that was like an hour. And then the following class was a yoga class. And she was like, you want to stay for yoga? And I was like, sure. So we stayed for yoga <laughs> and then we did yoga and, you know, we did all of those things. You don't realize it when you're in a yoga class that like, right. those are the things and those are like, that's what you do. You don't yeah. realize it's tied to something. You're just like, oh, this is what yoga is like, whatever. Right, exactly. But you don't think about it as like, this is why they do it. Or like, you know, this is, this yeah. is following something more than what I'm seeing. And, um, the, the last point that you made as far as like exaltation and like bliss, we were laying it down and we were listening to love yourself by Justin Bieber. And I had just had that really hard workout. And then we did yoga where we're like, being mindful and like breathing. And, um, I remember just laying on the ground stretching and this was like the cool down song. And yeah. I just was bawling, like not really in a bad way, but more just like being more aware of my emotions and like how I felt. Uh -huh. And I feel like that is so true with that last like limb of yoga. Like it is so true that you then become this like exalted, I don't know. You just feel like a weight yeah. off your shoulders after doing those eight limbs of yoga in my opinion. Right. Yeah, for sure. Cause when you're in a yoga class, a lot of times they'll choose like a focus for the class. So like, like ahimsa nonviolence can be like self-love loving others. And so like a lot of times you're doing those things without really realizing it, especially if you're at like a really good yoga class where they understand all of this, you know? And then the point, the whole point of moving is so that it's easier to find stillness, which I think is so interesting because we think of yoga as the poses, like that's what you think of. Mm -hmm. You think of downward dog, you think of the warriors, whatever, but like that's the third step of eight <laughs> in this eight limb tree or wheel, it's called different things, of yoga. And the point is to find that stillness and to find that peace. So that's so cool that you're able to have that experience because like, that's, that's the good stuff. You know, the point yes. isn't to like get in shape by doing all these cool exercises. You do the movement to quiet your mind. Mm -hmm. um, they call it like the monkey chatter. Like your brain is like a monkey chattering all the time. And when you yeah. meditate or when you do yoga and then meditate, you're like giving the monkey a banana kind of thing. <laughs> That's like a metaphor that is used in a lot of different yoga trainings and stuff. But um, yeah. So we put these expectations on like what yoga is, but the more I learned about like, Oh, like the point of yoga isn't to be skinny. The point of yoga is. I know a lot of people do. And, um, but like for me, I think like maybe I have so much anxiety because I'm filling myself with so much content that I can't like slow down. I can't take a break. Like if you're watching TV, you're constantly being forced to buy something or like enticed to buy something. You go on Instagram and you follow influencers who are also giving you all of this 
like they're bombarding you with just so much stuff and then you get right. on your computer and you go on Google and then you're like, oh my gosh, they're trying to sell me the same exact shirt that I saw on my Facebook. And you're like, yeah. crap. <laughs> Literally you being bombarded with information. Yeah. Yeah. Can you just leave me alone? But it's like, you're asking for it almost. Right. And, um, it's really, really hard because even for me, like today I was, my husband was gone studying like he always is in the morning and on Saturdays at least. And I I was like, my puppy was like playing on the ground and I'm like sitting there on my phone. My house is quiet, but it's crazy because your house could be so quiet, but your mind could be so loud. Like my mind was so loud when I was like, when I was on my phone and then I like put my phone down and I realized like, oh my gosh, like that monkey chatter was a hundred percent real in my mind. Right. It did not shut up. It sounded like the volume on the TV was all the way up. And it's just like very overwhelming when you think about it. Like, why don't we slow down? Like we need to take a chill pill. (laughs) And that's exactly what yoga is. Yeah. Well, cause that's, it's just like so normal. Mm -hmm. Like I talked about this earlier, but like how often do you like put the breathe thing comes up on your Apple watch and you're like, "Mm, I don't have time. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't have time to take a minute of my life to breathe. <laughs> like, yeah, that's scary. You know, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I um, was talking to Kiara about this earlier, but um, my coworker is really awesome and I admire him a lot. He actually puts a like a meditation time on his calendar every day for 30 minutes and you're not supposed to like schedule any time over it. And so it says meditation and I just love that he sets aside that time, whether or not he does it, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, but he has the time set aside. That's like so yeah. awesome. That's like, goals right there. I, yeah. Like I think he does do it cause he's like very Zen. Like you talk to him and he's got like so much going on and he's always just like, how can I help you today, Taylor? And he's just like always really nice. <laughs> that's awesome. And I told him that I looked up to him a lot because it's scheduled for 30 minutes. So that's like a long time to meditate. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, and I told him, I said, I'm really look up to you a lot. He said, you know, anybody can do it. It's okay. You just have to start somewhere. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, I love that. 30 minutes is a lot, but I think you do end up just getting to that point where like you need 30 minutes. <laughs> you have so much going on. But it definitely takes practice. Like it's like it's like anything else. Like I even took a yoga class on campus um, when I was still in school and we worked towards it. Like we did a five minute meditation for a couple of weeks and then 10 minutes. And then like towards the end of the semester, we did a 30 minute meditation and it was a, it was really cool. It was a great experience. Have I done it since then? No, definitely not. Because <laughs> I just like don't take the time for it. But like it takes practice. Like, OK, I'm going to start meditating for 30 minutes a day. Like, yeah. Maybe you can, that's never worked for me. Mm -hmm. Like it's about finding like those small moments, like uh, not watching a TV show when I'm in the bath or, you know what I mean? Like just taking time, like, or like doing the dishes just to do the dishes. That's like a really common mindfulness practice Mm -hmm. that you learn about or while you're eating, just like enjoy your food, taste it, enjoy it. See, like think about where it came from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, it's easier than we to add those things into our life. Totally. It's like and- Eckhart Tolle said, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go. You got it, girl. Okay. <laughs> so I think anything is better than nothing. And that's like a huge mantra in my life in general for healthy eating, for all my wellness goals. I tell myself anything is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Running a half mile is better than nothing. 
you know, like five minutes of weightlifting is better than nothing. Um, and the same thing applies to mindfulness. Like Eckhart Tolle is a big mindfulness philosopher. And um, he said one conscious breath in and out is a meditation. Mm-hmm. So like even just taking one moment to breathe in and breathe out and be focusing just on your breath, just on where you are in that present moment, that's meditation. Mm-hmm. So totally. Okay. <laughs> so anything is better than nothing. Yeah. And it's so, so true because just I meant think- to breathe, focus on yourself. Yeah. Because like, think about it. If, if we're, if like the example of exercise, for example, like if you work out for 10 minutes every single day, whether that's walking or running or, you know, maybe even upping your steps a little bit more, that's better than nothing. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen that quote that's like ran around on social media for so long, but it's like your slowest mile, you're still lapping whoever is on the couch. And like, obviously there's days where like, it's okay to be on the couch. Right. But I think it's also important to like, give ourselves credit for those small things that we do to make our days better. Like you're not always going to have 30 minutes to work out. And I talked about this on my podcast with Sam, but yeah, well, that's, not yeah, that's that time. yeah, I loved her post. I followed her on Instagram after that podcast. And I loved, she made a post that's like 10 minutes a day of movement will always be better than an hour workout once a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw that post too. It's so good. And like, the, and that applies to so many things in our lives, right? Like, yeah, doing half the dishes every day is going to be better than not doing the dishes for a week, you know? And that's like yeah. something that's so hard to apply. And I think like, sometimes I have like almost imposter imposter syndrome because I have a business where I teach yoga and I don't do yoga every day. But like, once I realized like, that's not what it's about, you know, like Mm -hmm. doing anything is still yoga. And like, there's, there's like branches of yoga that don't even involve movement at all, which is all about serving people. And it's still yoga, those actions are still considered yoga mm-hmm. and there's um oh I can't remember the name of it right now but it's focused on like studying and, like some people worship and some people learn and some people find stillness through study mm-hmm. and that's like still yoga in in the terms of yoga philosophy which is just so fascinating to me and why I love it so much yeah and I know you talked about like and we kind of touched on this already and like working in like working in wellness into our life and just how like how much better it makes us feel. Um, I've mentioned before that I struggle with anxiety and depression and in past episodes I've shared that, um, you know, movement helps me. And I, I think it's so interesting that um, to kind of bring it back to exercise as well. Like I, I think a lot of times we think that at least for me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a really hard workout. I got to like pump up the music so loud which is true like I can't do a hit workout without like blasting yeah. some type of obnoxious absurd music but um I think it's right. still really important to have those moments where we're working out or moving our body but still really still if that makes sense sure. I took uh, conditioning for dancers as part of my degree and the professor challenged us to work out without music mm. Um, so that we could really turn into our tune into our bodies and I couldn't do it (laughs) 
<laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it was too hard for me. <laughs> but she was like, we, you know, we play music and we do all these things and we put in our headphones and you can't like really tune into like where your body is. And sometimes we do it so that, you know, like, oh, this is a really hard workout. I'm going to play music. So I like can't pay attention to what's happening. So I don't get up. But like, maybe it's better to like build that endurance, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's I like I said, it was like too hard for me to do that. But I always I think about that all the time. Yeah. And I remember even like when I was, you know, in middle school and high school, you know, when I was in PE because I was no athlete. Okay. I had to take PE because I was a low life. Okay? Yeah, I get it. Um, so yeah, I, no, <laughs> I, and I remember like running the mile, being forced to run the mile for like oh, those, the worst. those stinking tests that you had to do. And I remember like thinking to myself, this would be so much easier if I just had headphones because when I start thinking about my breathing, I get really stressed out and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to stop. Like I'm breathing too hard. Yeah. <laughs> and, but also like, I think that that reminds us that we need to be more aware of our breathing probably. Like we need to be more aware of how we're feeling. Yes. Really like pick up on that and really stay in tune with our body. I think a lot of people, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think a lot of people like actually, um, a lot of people probably um, like fear, I guess, I don't know, fear of being alone maybe or fear, um, how do I put this? Maybe they fear what their body feels when they work out. And Well, because like, uh, if like correct me if I'm wrong, but like fear fear feelings we fear yes. feeling our feelings mm-hmm. and we have a fear of um like realizing where we are and I think we even in our society fear our breath like uh as part of my yoga training I write a whole book about breath and like since when in culture does breathing hard mean that you're out of shape like your breath should match whatever you're doing should match what your activity is like you breathe harder when you're working out because you need more oxygen Mm -hmm. (laughs) and your heart is pumping harder but like we we're scared of hearing ourselves breathe Mm -hmm. and so then we like hold our breath or we um you know breathe through our chest because we're we're afraid of looking bigger so we don't want to breathe into our stomach but that actually causes less circulation to your internal organs when you breathe and you fill your lungs and your stomach expands and then you exhale and it goes back down. It's like a massage for your organs. It, it regulates blood, uh, blood flow and helps your organs function. But we're like so scared to breathe and look bigger, which is like such crap mm-hmm. <laughs> that we are breathing into our chest. And then that causes muscle tension and that causes anxiety and just like so many other problems. And like when you go to a yoga class, I know the instructor is always like, breathe like you were a baby, like breathe with your stomach. And so I think it's interesting that our like natural instinct as a baby is to breathe with our stomach, but instead we like really breathe with our chest. So it's really interesting how it like shifted over time and I'm not sure why or how, but it does. Yeah. I think like corsets and diet culture and trying to be skinny and being afraid of taking up space in the world causes more health problems than we think. Yeah, that is so true. Amen, girl. I totally agree. 
I think that's so interesting that you brought up that point. Um, and I think mindfulness is something that is really easy to incorporate in our life if we're just mindful of like five minutes. And um, I, I, there's like a lot of apps out there I know that are really good for it. So I'm sure you have a lot of recommendations. So what are your favorites? I, I love Insight Timer. Um, they have options to donate to teachers, which like once we're not in college anymore, I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Right now we can't afford it, but I feel like they're putting in so much good work that I want to eventually. Um, so I like Insight Timer because you can search for anything. Like you can search for root chakra or you can search for anxiety or you can search for have like different lengths and like anything you could want. I like uh, Headspace. Yeah, I know they have some free ones available. Um, the Mindful in Minutes podcast on Spotify is really good too. Um, and then of course there's like things on YouTube and stuff that are great as well. Yeah, I, I it's good resource. I know that there's a lot of podcasts out there on Apple and Spotify that practice those mindful meditations and something else to be mindful about is, um, is that we don't need to do it all. Like if there is a mindful exercise, that's 30 minutes and you don't, you can't do 30 minutes or you don't want to don't not do it. Like at least yeah. do it for like five or 10 minutes. It's not all or nothing guys. It's not yeah. all or nothing. One conscious breath in and out is a meditation. Yep. And if you don't like the like because some people have really you know voices that you don't like or like I'll start a meditation and then I don't finish it and that's fine and that's I just I really feel the need to say like I am not perfect at all of this I have all this knowledge and I've I've had all this knowledge for years and I'm still working on having like a yoga practice and finding time for meditation and mindfulness in my life like this isn't something that you just start and you're an expert at it, especially because like I mentioned at the very beginning, my life is so multifaceted. Like my husband is in school and working. So like I try to take care of all the, most of the house, um, which is not my strength, (laughs) but like, so I'm on like keeping the house clean and, um, working out and planning meals and I teach dance and I need to choreograph like there's so many facets to my life and this is one of them and so I feel like sometimes I I'll like listen to podcasts or I'll read a really interesting article about mindfulness and I'll be like I really need to do that you know I really need to do that but then it just gets like added to the list Mm -hmm. and I don't think there's anything wrong with that and I just, I don't know. That was on my heart. I feel like I needed to share that. No, because I, that's so good. Anything is better than nothing. And, but this has been going through my mind a lot too, is you can do anything you want, but you can't do everything you want. Not feasible. And I think like the more I realized that in my life and the more I realized like, oh, I can't do everything I want. I can do anything I want, but everything is probably expecting too much of myself the more I realize that, the more I am capable of being mindful in my life. I think we, in this grind and hustle culture that we have, which there's definitely benefits to, we leave out room for mind. 
monotasking, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is the word I kind of made up. <laughs> that, like mm -hmm. we glorify people who can like who can multitask. We glorify people who can multitask. But like there's value in monotasking. There's value in just doing what's at hand. And it's not possible all the time, obviously. Like sometimes you need to multitask. But like it's it's finding space and finding time for like, you know. I can just talk to my husband right now. I don't need to be on my phone or I just cook dinner. I don't need to watch the office in the background too. I literally yeah. feel like <laughs> all of, I feel like all of that is just so important to remember. And like, I don't know, like the whole being like monotasking, I think is literally groundbreaking. <laughs> I think <laughs> we can be so much more effective if we are more monotask oriented. Now, multitasking is good, don't get me wrong, but I think also there's lots of yeah. value in being present in relationships and being present in certain moments and um really not letting your mind like wander and really being present and that's what meditation allows you to do is just be there in the moment. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, I would love for you to maybe uh, guide us through a med a short meditation, um, or just like a breathing exercise, I guess, because it's not going to be a full meditation. Um, are you okay with that? Okay. Perfect. So one of my favorite breath practices that help with mindfulness is called box breathing. I actually like election week was so stressful for me. I think no matter who you voted for, it was like just awful and I literally yes. like I had indigestion and heartburn like all week because I was just like so stressed out yeah and um I was on my way home from work and I was like so anxious and I was like okay really I like I need to do something right now so I turned off what I was listening to and I decided to do box breathing and it helped so much so um it can be sort of challenging sometimes but it's it's good practice it doesn't work for everyone basically the basic idea is you inhale for four counts you hold for four counts you exhale for four counts and hold for four counts and then you repeat it so it's you know a box um some days i can't hold my breath for four counts because it makes me anxious so again anything is better than nothing <laughs> mm -hmm. and holding it for one or two counts can still find that stillness Mm -hmm. um so that's my disclaimer <laughs> okay let's okay, go here we go <laughs> so I invite you to close your eyes or lower your gaze and tune into your breath breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth just notice your breath without judgment without changing it just see it as it is As we go through this breath practice, if thoughts arise, just let them pass as clouds in the sky. Don't try to change them or erase them. Just let the thoughts float by. When you're ready, we can begin. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Hold, one, two, three, four. Exhale, one, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, four, inhale again, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, four. Return to your natural breath pattern. 
Notice any difference you feel in your heart, mind. Notice the peace and calm that comes through stillness. Again, not judging any thoughts that arise, just letting them pass by as clouds in the sky. When you're ready, you can slowly flutter your eyes open. And take a deep breath in and a big sigh out. And hopefully you can carry this stillness with you. Okay, throughout. literally, I feel so much better. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you're like really good at guiding. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. And you it's make crazy. me every really time well. I'm like, yeah. Yo. I literally <laughs> feel like I noticed that my jaw was tight and my shoulders were like <laughs> hunched forward. And it just became way more mindful of like how I was feeling, like just in the present moment, not necessarily like the past. But just like how I'm feeling right now. And um, I, oh, I just love that. Thank you so much. And I hope yeah, everybody so else love that too. <laughs> so good. Uh, it's like the perfect way to just like carry thanks, on with nice. your day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's great. So um, that kind of wraps up our episode. Unless if there's anything else you wanted to touch on, Kiara. No, thank you so much for having me. I, I, I love talking to you. I love hearing your podcast. I'm a big fan. (laughs) Oh, you're so awesome. So I'm excited that I can come on. Me too. I'm so glad. Um, this was just like so helpful for me and I hope it was helpful for everybody else. You just are so good at what you do. And I am going to let all my, um, listeners know when I take your yoga class so that everybody else can join because it's virtual right yeah so I um I occasionally do group classes but right now it's mostly one-on-one um however I also wanted everyone to know that I do a free 30-minute consultation so if you're interested in taking yoga classes with me um one-on-one I uh you can sign up on my calendly and I'll like go over pricing options and stuff. And then for like 15 or 20 minutes, I do like a either short yoga session or meditation or a little bit of both, depending on what the client wants. That's awesome. Thanks for bringing that to our attention because I know I need it. So we'll be in contact soon. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. (laughs) Well, and then sometimes I do group classes. Um, I usually post them on my Instagram when I'm doing them. So Awesome. And where can they find you for all that good stuff? Yes. So my Instagram again is Kiara Ward Wellness, K-I-A-R-A-W-A-R-D Wellness. Um, I have a blog I post on sometimes, kiarawardwellness.com. If you mm-hmm. want to schedule your free consultation, it's calendly.com slash kiarawardwellness. Um and oh, I also have a Facebook group called Wellness for Women with Kiara. Um where we sometimes post like different recipe ideas or just kind of anything um 
places to work out for free, uh, like websites and stuff, different articles that you like. We talk about different goals, self-care ideas. It's just like a huge modge podge of um, wellness ideas for women and people sharing ideas. So if you want to join that, um, you can join through my link tree in my Instagram. Perfect. Oh my gosh. You have everything Bio. ready and for like everybody. It's totally free. Sometimes I post about different stuff in there that I'm doing, but yeah, I, I wanted to just like kind of have a, um, a place where women could post about different things that they're working on or whatever. So that is available as well. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you again so much for being here with me and with all of the seal the day podcast family. We are so grateful for you and um, we'll catch you again next week. You guys, thanks so much, Kiara. You're the best. Thank you. You're so welcome. Okay. See you guys next week. We'll talk soon.